Hey guys, and thanks for joining us. It is IED Sports. Today we're talking about the 2020 draft wide receivers. Who won, who lost? We're not going to go over every receiver. Even There's even a couple big names we're going to leave off. But for today, we're going to talk about wide receiver winners and losers from the 2020 NFL draft. Guys, you're watching IED Sports. So we're here today with Steve. Steve, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Hanging in. Um, I, I'm actually I'm actually really excited for this episode because wide receivers were uh, a hot commodity this year. They were, the and draft. some landed in spots that we don't really need to talk about. They're going to be rookie wide receivers. Some landed in incredible spots. Some landed in terrible spots. And we're also talking not only about the new players drafted, but the players who may have moved up or down on their own team's depth chart. So let's get to it. My first winner is the entire Baltimore Ravens staff. This team, the wide receivers don't get talked about enough because they are a run-first, run-heavy team. Lamar Jackson threw the ball only 424 times last season, but he made 289 completions in 2019. Under their primary receiver, tight end Mark Andrews with 64 reception, there were three receivers with 31, 31, and 30 reception. After that, there was a list of scrubs and backfield contributors um, amounting for 88 of the team's 289 receptions. Now, a young stud like Lamar Jackson needs to settle into throwing more. It's fine that he relied on his legs, but we saw what happened with Cam Newton. He's incredible. Mm -hmm. He's an incredible talent, but he needs a real number one wide receiver to emerge. Now, I think Mark Andrews is safe as the number one target. I think Marquise Brown is a very good wide receiver one. Someone needs to come out and establish themselves as a clear number two option. And I think they got that option in the draft. There is a plethora of wide receiver picks we can talk about. Devin DuVernay is kind of the number one. That's the one who's getting all the attention. But uh, James Proche, drafted in the sixth round, I think actually has a chance on this starting roster as well. Um, They're both smaller guys, 5'11 and 5'10 respectively. DuVernay with a 5'39 40-yard dash beat out some of the bigger 2020 NFL draft names. These are lottery tickets. But I think these guys are going to be the winners. Um, someone from this Baltimore Ravens staff, Marquise Hollywood Brown, that is where I think uh, the draft was much better than it may appear at first glance. So I'm picking my winner, Baltimore Ravens. Over to you, Steve. Um, yeah, I, I like that. Um, especially since in the AF uh, in the AFC uh, second round of the AFC um, playoffs, they the you know the one of the reasons they got beat so bad was because the Titans shut down their running game. And then when they had to rely on um, Lamar Jackson to throw, they didn't, he, he really didn't have weapons he, to throw. He didn't have they, that because pop. their two primary threats were constantly double covered. So, you know, going out and addressing that um, position with, with, you know, a mid round pick in Duvernay, which I think is probably the better bet of the two to get some targets that that could help give um, put out in threat for Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. And we talk about this all the time. Wide receivers are not, it's not a zero sum game. It's not, Hey, we got a guy, this guy's garbage. Now it could be that. And we have an, an example of that later, but I feel like in this opportunity, there would be tandem uh, and those two guys on the field, similar to like a how Cooper Cup used to open up Cooks, you know, just just by by drawing that coverage, um, exactly. even of, of, of the safety in his case, a lot of times. OK, so, Steve, over to you. You got a winner for us. 
Um, this is my this this is probably one of my top w- rookie wide receivers. Um, and and he came in the second round of the draft. Michael Pittman Jr. for the Indianapolis Colts. And the thing is, is one of the biggest weaknesses the Colts had aside from their quarterback position was they did not have a reliable seat receiver option um, behind the oft injured T.Y. Hilton because T.Y. Hilton was injured for majority of the season last year. And, and when you take all of the, when you take all of the receivers that were behind T.Y. Hilton, there were 138 targets. And so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say for Pittman that he's probably gonna get between 75 and 90 of those 138 targets, which would which would put him up into wide receiver two, wide receiver th- consideration because T.Y. Hilton is going to be the um, primary receiver. I expect Paris Campbell to to take a leap this season, but it's Michael Pittman Jr. that I think could really. Um, benefit with a with a nice healthy target share and really make that Colt for danger. Absolutely. And I ran a poll and I ran a poll on Twitter and on the and Facebook on Facebook discussion. And you got very different responses. Yeah. <laughs> well, on Twitter, Michael Pittman got the most votes, but um, on the Facebook, the fans were tied with Justin. Absolutely. So. And part of that for me, I was one of the guys who actually, I believe I voted for rugs in that, in both polls. For me, when I see, you know, touted rookie wide receiver, I think of Paris Campbell just last year. Now something happened with him. Either he's not the talent that we thought he was, which I don't think is the case, or it took him a little while to get into the system. There were quarterback problems. There was something else going on. This offense is going to be unpredictable. I think that if it's a scheme thing, Paris Campbell is going to be the guy to benefit just a touch. Um, I have no problem taking Pittman and taking a chance on him. I just don't think he should be the number one rookie. He should not be the number one wide receiver in fantasy, uh, in dynasty, and you know, you know what I mean. In in, in mm-hmm. rookie drafts, I, I just well, don't. I don't think he has that clear of a path. Where there are other guys we're going to talk about who have a more defined, obvious uh, chance. Well, I mean, on Michael Pittman, another thing is is that Ty he's not an iron. He's known to miss multiple games. So I, I, I mean, there, there, there's the opportunity right there where he could, where he could very quickly go from you know maybe the second or third receiving option to the number one receiving option so so that's that's also what's taken into my consideration here awesome yeah yeah Uh, of course there there's a lot of of hands at play and we will see how that starts in just a few months looks like nfl is on schedule to open on time now my next pick is actually a loser and that is going to be Cortland Sutton, wide receiver from the Denver Broncos. Um, Sutton, for me, it looked like he took a half step forward in 2020 um, and then kind of another half step back when Drew Locke took the helm. Uh, In the five games after Locke took over, he averaged eight targets for 4.4 receptions, only 56 yards per game, and zero touchdowns in his final four games. From weeks 12 to 17, he was wide receiver 33. That is not winning you fantasy championships with nine points a week average, barely a wide receiver three come the draft Broncos go out and get Jerry Judy at 15 overall from Alabama and then go back to the wide receiver pool and grab Penn State wide receiver KJ Hamler not good news for a uh, wide receiver who doesn't have rapport with his quarterback yet 
Um, I think for me, it's going to really take a miracle for Cortland Sutton to, to take the step to a wide receiver one or two. And I, I'm not going to have any of them. I will tell you right now where he's going. I will not own any Cortland Sutton. Um, and I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I, I emphatically disagree with you because, you know, the Cortland, Cortland Sutton, I, I'm, I'm of the mind that he should have been an all pro last year. Yeah, he I, was thirty three. He was there just were 30, that talented. There were there should have been thirty three all pros last year. Thirty three all pros. <laughs> I mean, he well, was number thirty three. That, what that, about that nine points a game? Were you like licking your lips, like yelling to get some of that nine points a game? No one, no but, one. But the, he's but the one thing, of those guys thing who is, we remember being better than he was. But but here's the thing: you're you're also not taking into account that you know. It was not that long after Emmanuel Sanders was also traded to the 49ers. The, the, the whole offense was starting to go through a transition after Emmanuel Sanders was traded. And his stats of course got it was, worse. Of course there was going to be regression. I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling that. I don't know about Drew Locke. He's a question mark to me. Everyone here, I think, I mean, if you want to look at Hamler and, and Judy going to the same team, I'd say Hamler and Judy are kind of... Losers too, um, going to one of the less proven quarterbacks. I think that well, this here, no well, fan. Everyone thing. on this team is untouchable to me at this point because there's just too many too many options. Well, that's lie, mean, that's a lie. They're not untouchable. I will touch every wide well, receiver. Uh, I will touch all of them. <laughs> well, again, we got to go back to what happened with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, I know. I know Jimmy Garoppolo was the outlier, but Jimmy Garoppolo got six games and he got a twenty-seven million dollar a year contract out of it. So you know. It, it's it's it, uh, it, Drew Lock showed uh, Drew Lock showed at times that he was a high pedigree quarterback, but he also was a rookie and he also had the rookie mistakes. I would actually have been more concerned if he didn't have those rookie mistakes than um than if he then you know, because I, it, you I'm, know, I'm not uh, you're concerned about quarterbacks who come out throwing. <laughs> you, well, you're basically. Like you're concerned about Mahomes because he came out throwing bombs his first season. Okay, we are on a time crunch, and we will talk about this. Maybe on our uh, Saturday Night Live stream, we'll talk about this more. We talked about it last week. We got to move on, and Steve, you got a nice pick for us that I think we're all in agreement on. Um, my my next one is my second winner, and that's Denzel Mims of the New York Jets, and. I say Mims is more of a winner because of opportunity, because their outside receivers, if Denzel Mims is not there, is Rashad Perryman, which yeah, up and down career there, pass. and Josh Doxson, another first Hard round pass. pass. That those are his two. Those are his competition. Enough said right there, because Jamison Crowder, he is the slot receiver, and he's going to have his targets. Absolutely. So that, I, I added here that between Robbie Anderson and Demarius Thomas, there were 88 targets vacated. Um, if Darnold, if Sam Darnold could take a step forward, that 88 targets uh, add a couple more drives. He can be, be in the 95 target range in how many receptions? 65, 70. Wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me at all if he breaks a thousand yards his rookie season. Denzel Mims. I don't normally like Jets players, so I'm not going to say I'm going to draft him very high because I think his ceiling is capped by wearing a green jersey. But I think Denzel Mims, awesome, great pick there. Now, when I talk about awesome, great picks, I'm going to go into a sophomore player with my next pick. And that is Debo Samuel, wide receiver from the 49ers. He was a 2020 NFL draft winner. 
Last year during Debro's rookie campaign, he started 11 games, although he saw action in 15. He caught 57 of his 81 targets for 802 yards and three touchdowns. He also added 14 rushes for 159 on his way to three more touchdowns, which shows me just how they want to get the ball in his hands. This reminds me a lot of Tyreek Hill in 2016 when he had 61 receptions for 593 and six touchdowns. They wanted to get the ball in his hands so much, they were giving it to him on the ground. 24 rushes, 267, and three more touchdowns. Um, Debo's a winner. Debo, I can't talk today. Debo is a winner because by adding Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State, a player, by the way, who can ball, they did pass and even traded down from those top spots. They could have gotten CeeDee Lamb. They could have gotten one of the top wide receivers. They said, no, we're good. We're going to move down. We're going to take a weapon, but he's not going to be the weapon because we know Debo Samuel can be the number one guy. He has chemistry with Jimmy Garoppolo already, not like Cortland Sutton. And uh, I just like it. I like it. Um, this might hurt Jalen Hur- Hurd on the depth chart, um, but I think Debo Samuel, when you pair him with their, uh, Ayuk, their new weapon, he's going to be the clear number one. He is the guy you should take. He will get a 1,000 yards and six touchdowns in 2020. You can mark it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, also also Debo and Brandon Ayuk have similar traits. They, can, they both have amazing yak. They both have good yards after catch. So you get the ball in their hands, and, they, and they'll make stuff happen, whether it's short passes or long passes. You know, this whole, this whole offense, you know, look at, their, look at now their top three wide receiver options. George Kittle, amazing yak tight end. Debo Samuel, yak. Um, whether running or um, receiving, and now Brandon Ayuk, um, who was who is a very good yak receiver in college. So this offense is really built about, uh, built around, you know, getting the balls in the hands and then getting yards after the catch. After it's that. almost like and they don't want Jimmy Garoppolo to throw more than five yards in front of them. Amazing. We got to move on. <laughs> you, he's good. I'm just I don't know. Okay. Steve, you got a loser for us from the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, and um, and it's and it's Tyrell Williams um, because you know there there's only one wide receiver from the 2019 Raiders receivers who's safe, and that's Hunter Renfro because he 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 is a um, he's a slot receiver, and they drafted Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards. Those are two receivers that are going to be on the outside. And Tyrell Williams, he's not he's not young anymore. So I could I actually see Tyrell Williams as a possible roster. I, um, For me, it's, one, that's one, fine, but he's also not getting a rookie contract anymore, and I think that might keep him uh, hanging around on the team a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I I think that Tyrell Williams might start the season over Brian Edwards, but if injuries or bad play are occurring then I think Brian Edwards will get a shot maybe around week week five. Week. Okay, we will see how the clock goes. There's a lot of clocks on a lot of players, a lot of management, a lot of higher-ups over in Las Vegas, for sure. Now, my next winner is very simple. Wide receiver out, wide receiver in. This guy's going to have a lot of catches in Minnesota. That is Justin Jefferson. Vikings have 94 vacated targets alone from Stefan Diggs. They like Jefferson better than the other guys. They went out, they got their man. Um, I expect him to play well alongside Adam Thielen. They're going to complement each other quite well. In a way, Stefan Diggs just couldn't. Now, Stefan Diggs, I was looking up his career stats. He's played 14 or 15 games in almost every season of his career. He's on the field, but he's not healthy. 
he's not healthy. He's always playing 50%. He's always playing decoy. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, sign me up. Jefferson, for the record, had 111 receptions in 1,540 yards and 18 touchdowns his uh, junior year at LSU. He has a chance in a dynamic offense that, um, and I think he has a chance to be a year one contributor. He is the new uh, outside target to run there with Adam Thielen, and I think he's going to have a better career. He's moving forward than Stefan Diggs, not because he's missing games, just because he's 100%. So, Justin Jefferson, get well soon. Stay healthy. Yeah, the, <laughs> I, I know the, there, there's been a lot the, of problems in the past with these uh, Vikings high draft picks. You got um, not only Diggs, but I, I think back like Percy Harvin, and who was the other guy? Um, oh, yeah. Percy, Har- Percy Harvin was like the biggest example. Like, whenever healthy always dynamic but he was he was injured so much did i did percy harvin even make it to the end of his rookie contract i don't think he made it to the i end. don't even know um okay anyway we got to move on and we have another loser this is from steve this time steve your loser i'm i'm gonna say that it's michael gallup that i say i'm saying that he's the loser did you know that Michael Gallup had over 1,100 yards last season. I, I did know, and I owned Michael Gallup a couple places. Oh, okay. Because he had 79.1 yards per game and a 58.4% catch rate. And, um, and he only had four games with less than 50 yards and only one game of all of 2019 where he had less than five p- fantasy. Now, CeeDee Lamb... I think that he's going to go into the slot. That's where he primarily played in college. So Randall Cobb um, in the slot had 83 targets, but Randall Randall Cobb was, was not no great. Sp- was not great and was no spring chicken. So you know, CD Lamb, he's young and he's faster than Cobb. So I can actually see that going in is coming out of Michael Gallup's targets because Amari Cooper is going to be get his targets you know he it, it, it statistically shows that he is that you know the offense is more efficient with Amari Cooper on the field but it, but there's only one thing that may be a saving grace for Michael Gallup is that Mike McCarthy loves and rides and dies with the three wide receiver set so that that could be Michael Gallup's saving grace right there but at the end of the day, I think Michael Gallup's the one who could be the I just love his name. I need I can't get me enough Michael Gallup from the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> okay, my last one. We have a couple honorable mentions. We're just going to scoot through those pretty quickly. Again, we're just, you know, in the interest of time. We very soon are going to be doing all of our uh, division previews, and then we're going to go in depth. We're going to talk about everyone. We're going to talk about every depth chart, every team, um, one a week for how many weeks? Eight, eight weeks. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But th- this is not that episode. This is just draft reactions, sitting there watching the draft with a pen and paper, going through all these things. My loser, Deshaun Jackson's wide receiver from the Philadelphia Eagle uh, Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, old saying goes, father time is undefeated. Again, um, Jackson is aging. Alshon Jeffrey is aging. And they both have the replacements on their team. How many times do you have that, like, the player and the replacement play alongside each other? Um <laughs> J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, 2019 second rounder. I think he's going to take a big step forward this year. I don't think they're willing to move on from that second round pick just yet. And, of course, um, uh, Jalen Rager, first round pick out of TCU, goes to Philadelphia Eagles. They had really horrible wide receiver play last year. I know it's great to see Deshaun Jackson there, but he's a speedster. Jalen Rager's a speedster. Guess who can win in a race today? I'm going to go with Jalen Rager. (laughs) 
Um, I would actually go with who they traded for um, during the draft, Marquise Goodwin, the the Olympic track runner. Well, okay, that's, th- that's fair. Yeah, the, he's he's probably the fastest on that team right now. I mean, uh, you know, I drank I drank the Deshaun Jackson Kool Aid last year, and for two games and for two games in 2019, he was making a lot of people look really smart for for betting on Deshaun Jackson. And then, that, then, after, then it turned into Pedialyte. That, that um, Kool-Aid turned injury. into Pedialyte, and you're sitting on the bench with an ice pack on. That's that's yep. the way it goes. Um, same thing, I think, with um, Alshon Jeffrey. He's just long in the tooth, long in the tooth for me. I think it's going to be an exciting time for Philadelphia next season. Um, and I don't, I think, I don't think any of these guys have any fantasy value. I can't think of a spot where I would draft most of them. Of course, Jalen Rager, if you're in. Uh, Rookie, rookie um, in a dynasty that is obviously going to change. But for me this year, uh, I would really have to be scratching deep to get one of these guys on my roster. Um, Steve, before we go, we did have a couple honorable mentions, and these are just guys I pulled up just because their team passed on wide receiver. We know the Green Bay Packers fiasco, but it appears that Alan Lazard is now their number two to Devontae Adams. One point B, because I, we, you, if you watch this channel, you know I do not like Devontae Adams. Who did you know he was drafted the same year as Sammy Watkins? Alan Lazard? No, Devontae Adams. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, I, um, 2014. No, I, I didn't. Um, oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're the same age. Okay, which just tells you Devontae Adams had a lot of bad years before his good year. Okay, um, <laughs> Alan Lazard, wide receiver, Green Bay Packers, is going to take a step forward. He is the guy, apparently. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. I, I, I mean, don't don't sleep on Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I, I don't know why people keep on sleeping on MVS. Alan Lazard is number two. Okay, and then my other honorable mention, and this one is going to be a thing, and I'm, I'm just waiting for it. We talked about Sammy Watkins. Well, Sammy Watkins can't stay healthy. He looks a lot older than he does. He is part lizard, so he's got that going for him. But the winner here is McCole Hardman, wide receiver from Kansas City Chiefs. We talked about him a lot last year when we thought he was going to replace Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill plays. Well, guess what? Pat Mahomes can throw to two guys deep a lot. And I think McCole Hardman is, is set to take a step forward. Steve, did you have anything else, or did you want to comment on either one of these picks? Um, I mean, Sammy Watkins, he's whether, um, he's whether going to have to take a pay cut or he's, um, or he's going to be cut. So I, that's something that we have to keep an eye on from Kansas city because he, because right now his caps, his cap hit is $14 million. So I, that's not going to work. That's not going to work out. Yeah. That's, I, I, I mean, Tyree kill. Is definitely worth the money, but um, but Sammy Watkins, a guy who's—I mean, yes—he had he had two tremendous plays, including that one play where he made Richard Richard Sherman look silly in the Super Bowl. But still, it's definitely I don't know. yeah, so, something's got to give there for sure. Um, and mm-hmm. McCall Hardman is going to be the beneficiary, I, I think. I think that. He is doing the work, and he, he's going to get a shot on that team. Now, guys, thanks for joining us. Let us know what you thought about this video. Um, we filmed wide, uh, running backs just last week. Today is wide receivers. These are impact players from the 2020 draft. Who won? Who lost? We're going to go over very shortly all the divisions, talk about the depth charts, changes, who went up, who went down, which teams were winners, which teams were losers, because we haven't really touched on that, but the Ravens were winners. Okay, we got to go. Thanks for joining us. We hope you join us on Thursday night for trivia. Hopefully that'll be a week, week, weekly thing, depending on how this pandemic lockdown sports quarantine has gone. Steve, thank you for joining us today. It was great to be here. 
Always great to be here. Always great to have you. Have a great day, guys. You're listening to ID Sport.